Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Self-Published Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Pearson, and I'm joined today by my husband. Hi, I'm Nolan. Uh, it's been a little while since we've recorded an episode. Yeah. Would, would you like to tell us why? Uh, um, lack of fortitude on our part. We were just lazy. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Are you serious? He's got a straight, kind of straight face. I'm going to slap him so hard right now. <laughs> um, Maybe lack of sleep. Um... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just something to be overcome. <laughs> We're just making excuses. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that what we tell people not to do? Oh, my gosh. I'm. If I didn't love you so much and if I weren't married to you, you'd probably be dead pinned to the ground with a stake through the heart. So, you know, you, you know, <laughs> you know about me. You're a daywalker. I'm a vampire. Yes, right. Um, I never told you. How did you find out? I, I like you, but I still feel like slapping you. <laughs> okay, so Nolan's been lazy. Andrea's been working hard and trying to keep up with the kids. That's that's his interpretation, right? Sure, baby. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, uh, we have a ton of stuff going on right now. I mean, tons and tons of stuff going on business-wise. Like, I am building up for the launch of shadow profit, which is coming out in October on the 15th. I am going to be outlining that launch. Um, I have no idea when I'll talk about it off and on throughout the next several months, obviously, because it's something I'm focusing on so much, but, um, my Patreon page for my readers has grown. I've got 17 supporters now and I'm up to like $65 a month now, which is pretty exciting. I was telling Nolan a little while ago that I really wish I'd started it a long time ago because I've had dedicated readers for a very long time. And the ones that have supported me on Patreon have been supporting me for years now. And so I'm like, I could have been, you know, it could have been a mutually beneficial, um, relationship thing where I could have been giving them short stories and stuff like that. And they could have been giving me money on a regular basis. So if you've got a following, you seriously consider setting up a Patreon account or similar or something similar. Um, PayPal, I know they have a subscription option that you can use. Um, anyway, let's see. So I've been doing a lot of short stories for my Patreon account. Nolan's been doing artwork for the Patreon supporters again. And I've been focusing a lot on the launch of Shadow Profit, which I'm in the middle of writing right now. And let's see, any other updates? What, what updates do you want to give? We got a baby. We've talked about that a few times. Uh, yeah. Um, that's the real reason. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Feel better. I do feel better. Do you love me more now? I do love you more. You hate me less now. Um, no. Okay. I didn't really hate you more before. I'll work on it. <laughs> Nolan's been getting up with the baby a lot. Our three-year-old has been having nightmares, tons of nightmares. And so we've had some excitement the last little while. And in fact, last night was the last, least amount of sleep we've gotten in a long time. And yet we're still recording. Yeah. Take that us last week. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll just, we're just going to do the episode really fast. I think we can get into all the usual stuff later through more. I think it's more important for us to get back in the swing of things is what I'm saying. So Nolan, would you like to go ahead and give us the quote? Uh, yes. May we concentrate on living this day well, untroubled by yesterday's mistakes or tomorrow's problems. Wow. That fits our situation pretty well right now. Well, our mistakes from yesterday were not having a third child. He was not, he's not a mistake. I really like our baby. Yes, me too. Uh, of course. <laughs> the silence was a little bit long, but um, newborns are hard. I think pretty much everybody knows that. But um, 
yeah, there's been lots of mistakes, obviously, in the past. But and then what was the what was the other the future part? Uh, untroubled by yesterday's mistakes or tomorrow's problems. Tomorrow's problems. Live in the now. Yeah. Uh, um. But I mean, you should you should definitely focus on the task at hand. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Yeah, no, I think that if you, I think if you, you need worry, to plan, though. If you worry, well, I don't think he's insane not to plan. But if you worry too much about it, you can't do what you're doing. That's true. A lot of yeah. people get you know all the anxiety and they get overwhelmed by yeah those things. We'll see. Like with this big launch, I wrote down everything that needs to happen between now and October, and that's this is just huge launch plan I've got, and it's actually for the next year that I've set up, and um, you know release plan for a bunch of books. And there's problems that I'm I had to address now because if I don't fix them now, then they cause issues later. So I kind of I kind of I mostly agree with him, but I kind of don't. Um, and that's funny because I'm the one who picked that quote. Ultimately, I put it on the list. <laughs> okay, are you okay if I go ahead and give the tip for today? Okay, so last time we were talking, we are going to talk about landing pages, and we're going to go ahead and continue that. Actually, I think that that probably didn't get didn't end up in the podcast because I was on the gone episode that we recorded and then never aired. Oh yeah. With Josh, with, with the baby crying the whole time. Yeah. That was awful. He's doing so much better now. Anyway. So, so basically a landing page is an internet internet page where you send people when you want them to do something specific, such as sign up for your mailing list or buy a book or join a group or something like that. They function best when hosted separately from a website or, or a blog. Uh, the biggest goal of any landing page is to minimize distractions and to get people to perform a simple task like subscribe to your list or download a book or whatever. And, um, okay, so you're going to want to make sure that your landing page is as simple and as targeted as possible. Don't fill it with words like reviews, book descriptions, etc., or competing images. You want it to be as simple as possible, like I said, and choose the smallest number of words to convey the appropriate emotions. And the best landing pages are the ones that give readers one thing to do and one thing only. And we'll be talking quite a bit about landing pages over the next little while. Um, do you have any comments on landing pages? Um, maybe we should update our website on the artwork or something. No, I update mine regularly. Oh. I just did a major overhaul on everything in March. Never mind then. Um, let's see. Do artists use landing pages? Not really, right? Kind of, but you don't really sign up for anything. It's just like all it is is displays of artwork. So yeah, usually they just have like a gallery. Yeah, they don't really do newsletter lists. Not so much, right? No, they do Patreons quite a bit. Quite yeah. a bit, yeah. So I mean, that's kind of like the replacement for it, I guess. They have YouTube accounts too. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Yeah, exactly. Like they do subscription stuff, but they don't necessarily do newsletter signups. Yeah. Okay, so let's go ahead and oh yeah, this this podcast is the best show for marketing. <laughs> we are on it. I'm so tired. I'm struggling so bad right now. Marketing and stuff like that. I can't even remember all the things. It's cool. all the things. If you want to like learn about things, then listen to us. Yeah, but not this episode, maybe. But <laughs> we're just so, so tired. I'm so. But we're doing it. I'm I'm having a hard time keeping my eyes open. We're failing a bit at it, but we are. We are doing, doing it. it. Wow. It feels good to podcast again, though. Yeah. All of our listeners. We actually, and it's cool because our downloads haven't dropped since, I mean, they have a little bit, but. Not as much as we think. Not as much as we think. We still have regular listens every single week. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's go ahead and talk about our not movie. What are we talking about today? Grim. The TV show. The TV show. Yeah. Um, 
Have any of you, have any of our listeners seen this TV show? We've actually watched it through two and a half times. Um, the last season we've only seen once, but we watched the first seasons a few times. Yes. So we wanted to talk about it from start to finish and just basic points. We're actually going to go ahead and give our our takeaways right now and then have that be the bulk of the episode just because we want to make sure this is not a huge long episode because we only had two hours of sleep last night. <laughs> yes, it's bedtime already. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, do you want to go or should I? You go. Okay. Uh, characterization. Um, I always talk about the trajectory. So this is we're talking about like six seasons. Yeah. Most of the characters stay pretty consistent throughout, but there's like a point where I don't know if the writers changed or something like that, but I felt like they all just kind of fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't feel consistent anymore. Some of them were consistent. Like Monroe and Rosalie were pretty consistent the whole time. I mean, you're talking about like Adeline and Juliet, right? And Hank a little bit. Like Hank. They just started like yelling for no reason. Like they had weird, weird emotional reactions. Yeah, Nick too. They would just get angry for no reason. Yeah. Like somebody would say something and then they come back at him like this. Mm -hmm. And you're like, uh, no. No. Yeah. Um, And then the plot also followed suit, but we'll talk about that. Well, next, we... my next point. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess it's hard because it's a show, but I mean, so many books are in big series now, mm-hmm. like t- freaking twenty books or whatever. Yeah, like no, this is um, good to watch because you need to have that tra- the trajectory. You need to have a sense of the trajectory, and you probably can't plot twenty books in advance. Mm. But you should maybe Not have a can, yeah. general idea of where yeah. it's going. And I don't feel like they ultimately did with this show. It felt like they were pantsers. And a lot of pantsers don't focus on the ending enough. And so it doesn't always match the beginning. Yeah, I feel like that's true. Uh, they also got canceled and so had to do like a half season Did to they get canceled? They had to do the half season, the last season to tie it But I didn't feel like it. I didn't. Yeah, I guess that it, was it. Well, well, most shows do get canceled. I mean, you I can't know. just go forever. No, they, I know. And that's fine. But that doesn't always give them the opportunity to tie it off like they had always planned. Yeah. Because they didn't really necessarily have a plan because the plan was to keep it going for as long as possible until yeah. the readings wouldn't allow it. Um, but one good thing about it is the trajectory for the plot. I mean, they threaded things in and tied those things off. Like the, they start in the very first season and by the end of the season, pretty much everything was tied off. In terms of plot points, yes, but I wouldn't say that's true in terms of the characters. characters. I would agree with that. Well, they kind of floundered, like you said. Mm-hmm. Like they, There's a point they made they, changes and yeah. then audience members hated it. Like critics, you can tell that they regretted those changes. Yeah, and they, they tried to like change it back, they, but you yeah, couldn't because it was like what they did could not be undone. But they still tried to undo it, but it didn't fill. Yeah, they tried to find like a middle ground that didn't yeah. work. Yep. Do we want to give specifics or... Yeah, like two well, characters. Well, we don't need to tell the Two names. characters really hate each other, yeah. and then they end up together, which would never really happen. And then the other character that was originally with them is okay with it, which would also not happen. Well, and I was going to say the one character gets killed, and they bring that person back to life in a totally different personality, and then they act like they regret it because then they try to bring that person, the original person, the original away. back. Yeah. yeah. Which I preferred the original. I think pretty much everybody did. The reincarnate version of her, nobody, I mean, she's so stiff and so. She's powerful, and that's awesome. But it was just, I liked the original. And so they did, they got back to that. They tried. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of interesting, um, Adeline and Nick's relationship. Um, um, I felt like it was more natural, them going from enemies to friends, you that's, know? That's classic anyway. So, I mean, they're natural enemies becoming a couple. Yeah. If you if you do it right, that's such a like that's completely legitimate. Yeah. Pursuit. I mean, that's any romance or almost any romance. Really, they 
frequently start out as enemies. This time they're mortal enemies. Mortal, not, I mean way, way. Maybe not quite that degree, but there, there's a degree of distance that has to be overcome. Yeah. Um, and it and involves one of them losing their powers or both of them. Enemies become friends. Enemies become lovers. Yeah. You know, these things happen in stories that... And, and as long as you feel your way through to that in a way that makes sense, it's fine. Yeah. And so I didn't really necessarily have a problem with their part of it. It's the third wheel yeah. that I had the problem with. They didn't handle that character very well. No, and the problem is, is like when you set up a couple at the beginning and people are rooting for them and then you tear them apart and give them a different... That ruins the romance aspect and people were cheering for the romance aspect of the show, you know? And so he does not end up with the person that he's with for the first like five seasons, you know? Yeah. And that's, that was disappointing to me. I remember when I first saw it, I was so disappointed. And now this time, the second time watching it, I, you know, I was more accepting of it because I knew it was happening. I knew it was coming, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, what's your next takeaway? Uh, yeah, that plot trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, they did, they did do a good job of their stuff like in the first season that they tie in at the yeah, end. Yeah. In a way the that... The keys and all that. And the, the house. The, the house. The cottage in the woods. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's from the very first episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was that was good. Yeah. So they, they do try to... I don't... I don't, I want to say I like the ending because I don't. Mm-hmm. They do one of the things I hate the most where they kill a bunch of people and then like do kind of like a time thing and, and then bring, bring them, them back. back um, yeah. Which is super unsatisfying. Yeah. And then they had like ghosts that I guess weren't ghosts or whatever. Yeah. And then like whatever that was all about. Yeah. Um, to bring back old characters that have died. Yeah. And have them do something. Mm-hmm. So I like that they tried to do that, but I don't like the way they did that. Yeah, no sense. kidding. I like the fact that they tied in so many of the plot points, but I don't, I wouldn't say that the, the whole was, uh, the whole was less than the sum of its parts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, if that makes any sense, that it wasn't as emotionally satisfying as it could have been to tie all those parts together that, you know, it's all those Easter eggs, I guess, or whatever along the way that they actually mattered, you know, or they, they did resolve some of those before, but then they end up coming back and mattering, you know, yeah, they reference, you know, like the coins and the keys and the everything, you know? Yep. No, I liked that. I mean... Oh, the captain's character. What's his name? Oh, Renard. Ah, oh, yeah. They, they really ruined him. They butchered him. Yeah, at the end, they tried to bring it back at the end, but but it, it was... didn't work. Yeah, he just went on. He took like a ninety degree turn, and then it was just like that's not who he ninety like one hundred one hundred eighty. Um, it's he was one him. of my favorite characters, you know. And then he totally. It was like one episode, one to two episodes where he totally joined the bad guys, and there was no. It wasn't believable, you know? Yeah, because he's not, like, a good guy. He's, like, amoral. <laughs> yeah, he so, is, which I liked about him, you know? But that but that means he doesn't join the bad guys full-on either. He's no. just an opportunist. So he's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to be in charge? Okay. And then, like, things change for the worse, and he would betray them in a heartbeat. Yeah. He wouldn't have a problem with that, but he was kind of, like, sort of being loyal to them, and he's, like, really angry when things didn't work out. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It like that's just one of the back-to-the-character thing, but also the plot thing. Yeah. Because the characters affected the plot, which is good. They should. Yeah. They should be driving the plot, but it drove it to a place that they really couldn't sustain, and then they yeah. had to backtrack uh, in a way that wasn't satisfying. Anyway, there you go. Those are mine. Um, yeah, so my comments on the characters, like, some of the growth is plausible, and some of it's not. Um, there were issues, but they had did have strengths with them. You know, some of them grew in ways that was satisfying. Like, Wu, his character growth was pretty satisfying throughout. 
And same with Hank to me. I mean, he did have a couple of points where he was really angry and all that, but for the most part there and Nick, Nick's character growth also is satisfying because he goes from not knowing to knowing, you know, he doesn't have like that huge, weird change, like Juliet or, you know, Adeline, whatever. Um, and I do like that they take his powers away temporarily that, that I think is something that something good, like, uh, Thor losing his ax, you know, hammer, hammer. Sorry. I'm very tired. <gasps> Oops. I didn't mean to do that. Okay. So my takeaways, um, takeaways get creative. Um, um, they, what they took known, known quantities or known entities and they built on them. So we get the grim fairy tales and they made them their own, you know, they adopted them fully. And I like that. That takeaway is not going to be very long. My second takeaway is don't set someone up to be the ultimate bad guy and then one up them over and over and over. Um, uh, Monroe is supposed to be the ultimate Vesson. Oh yeah. And he's not like they have Vesson later on that are so much freakier than him. And yet everybody's like, Oh, it's a blue bot. Oh my goodness. Gotta be scared of him. And he's not scary. None of those are like, not a single one of them is scary. The Oswang terrifying compared to Monroe, you know? Yeah. So they set him up from the very start to be one of the scariest Vessens, Vason. They say it wrong. Um, and he's not, you know, and it's not just him. I would say all of them, all of the blue bots, none of them are terrifying. And then also don't, don't do things just to be convenient to the plot. Like Kelly, the baby, he grows to six months and he doesn't grow past six months for like a full season. And Diana grows very rapidly. I mean, within like two or three episodes from newborn to 12 year old. And they do point out, well, you're a very exceptional girl, but then she ends up staying 12, you know, for two seasons. And so I'm like, that's just convenient for the plot. They just didn't want to have to deal with her being a baby because she's all powerful. But they, but you know, you can't use that with a baby. It she needs to be able to communicate and rationalize yeah. and all that. And so I'm like, that was convenient to the plot. Um, if they'd continued having her grow and get older, that would have been more believable. Right. Right. I agree. Anyway, um, you ready for some trivia? Sure. So. I only have one thing of trivia because the trivia on the show was very boring. It was like, so-and-so worked with so-and-so. Although, although Monroe only has one name, Monroe. They don't ever give first or last name. They His parents call him Monroe, so you assume that it's his first name. But anyway, Nick auditioned for the role of Superman in Man of Steel, which I thought was interesting because I think he could have pulled it off, honestly. Yeah. Henry Cavill, is that who got him? Yeah, he's he's believable, too. Yeah, I don't have a problem with either of them. I just no. had a problem with the movie and the plot. Yeah. Not exactly. the actors. Yep. That's what the... I mean, there's... Sometimes you have really good stories that the actors don't fulfill. And yeah. And vice versa. So yeah. it, it's a lot of things to team up to make it work. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Michael Brandt was talking about. There's so many, so many things that can drop to ruin a show, and it's even the little parts. Right. Um, I think that's pretty much it cool. for yes. today. Um, what are our plans for future episodes? Um, to make them. Yeah. That's, um, that's very Preferably cool. on time. That is our low ball goal. Yeah. It's not very exciting for the audience, I suppose. <laughs> um, uh, we could re-record Gone if we felt like it. Yeah, I think we might want to have some time between that. Um, we could do... Um, we keep threatening to do... Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah, that's one, one and we two. should do. Yeah. So we can do those. We could do those. We haven't done a romance in a little while. We should do one. Okay. Um. Anyway, so we'll we just... We have uh, Pride and Prejudice with, oh, with Keira Knightley. Knightley. Oh, man. 
We just watched that yet the other day, yesterday. I have complaints about that show. Fantastic. <laughs> I enjoy it, kind of, mostly. It's it's one that I wanted in my personal collection, which is why I asked for it, you know. But anyway. Sometimes they're fun for their problems. Exactly. Exactly. So our goals right now are to do the podcast, and we're not going to commit to topics. We'll just... You can't tie us down. You can't tie us down. We could do a marketing episode. We haven't done one you in can't a while. All of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we could do one on marketing because I've got some bunch of Facebook ads running right now that would be beneficial for us to talk about. So anyway, um, I think that's pretty much it for today. Cool. The end. Bye. <laughs> oh, gosh. Whatever. <laughs> like, he was actually getting out of his chair. Okay. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.